Thank you for all your love and support this past year. Sharing my writing with all of you means more than you'll ever know. I promise to keep you posted on all my adventures to come, especially our wedding on Christmas Day in Aldovia. Hello and welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am your host, Christy, and I'm here with my friend to go host Brie. That's me. Hello. And we are here today taking a look at A Christmas Prince 2. Because we, of course, we took a look at the first movie last year, so we're taking a look at the sequel. And, and what what a movie it was. Oh, Wait, the first one or the second one? <laughs> I, I would say both. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I actually, I had to um, re-listen to our podcast uh-huh. episode <laughs> of The Christmas Prince because I, I couldn't really remember a lot of my opinions on it other than I just didn't, I, I didn't really care for it. <laughs> you don't say. You didn't, A Christmas Prince didn't leave a lasting impression on you, Christy? No, and mm. and I that opinion kind of holds true for the sequel as well. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's it's actually kind of fascinating how like how just nothing. Yeah, the movie is like I. I honestly felt so sort of miserable watching this movie. Oh, that's unfortunate. It was just, this movie just kind of feels so joyless, if I'm honest. You know, it's, and, and, and we'll get into it more in the discussion, but it's just a movie of watching like a woman get beaten down by yeah. everyone around her. And that's not a fun movie to watch. No, it doesn't really put you in the holiday spirit. No. Not exactly some fucking holly jolly out here. Damn. No. And and I should share too, this was not originally I had planned on us doing a different movie for this week. And I started watching that movie to write the summary and the notes, and I realized mm-hmm. that I, it's like, it's not that bad of a movie, but I just found that I didn't have a ton to say, and so... So I you went, chose oh. this one instead. Well, well, here's, well, here's the thing. Here's uh-huh. the thing, is uh-huh, that I, uh-huh. I went to, I went to a different movie that I had, and I started watching that, oh, and... No. I had a bit more to say, but I was also just like, ah, you know what? I'm not feeling this one either. So then, then I pivoted to <laughs> A Christmas Prince 2, and I started watching this one. And, and like I said, this one, it was, it just felt like a fucking miserable experience. So I was watching this. This is all, we're recording oh on Saturday. God. We're recording on Saturday. So this was Monday night. And Monday night, I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm going into a, a fucking bad princess movie spiral because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like do what? i truly have passion for this anymore 
I yeah, I was just like I was like, what do I do? I don't do I have any other Christmas movies? Uh, I I don't I can't remember what's even should I should we just not do a fucking movie? Maybe this is this is it. We're not doing a fucking movie. I like no oh, more. Oh my god, we're, we're done. We're done for the year. And I was just Damn. like, yeah, I was I was just fucking I was spiraling, and I had to just Jeez. like. I, I, I I think I got like maybe thirty minutes into this movie and uh-huh. then I had to I like gave up for the night and I came back the next day and I just let it play while I worked on other stuff. And maybe that that just kinda like I think that sort of helped to like like okay, okay, there's uh-huh. maybe there's there's some stuff we could talk about. It's still uh-huh. a fucking miserable movie, but like right, <laughs> I think we could take it we could make an episode out of this. I think the podcast is saved for the year. <laughs> oh my god, Christy. You went on a journey. All I got was change of plans. We're watching Christmas Prince 2. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. That, was, that was the message Christy sent me. I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. And I, Maybe something happened with the recording. I'm sure. I'm sure Christy will let me know later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I. I was like, I better. I'll refrain. I'll refrain from telling Brie about my like my near mental breakdown <laughs> over these fucking Christmas movies. Oh my god! And I'll, I'll save it for the podcast. Jesus. Who? Who? Boy. Yeah. So um. Yeah. We'll see if we do another episode after this for the year. If we're taking a break. <laughs> I mean, we might need to take a break anyway. It's the uh, it's the holiday season. We there is a lot of stuff to get done in the month of yes. December. So we'll see. You know. Yeah. But at least at least we're getting one Christmassy movie out. That that yeah. was my. Thanks for uh, saving the Christmas podcasts. A Christmas <laughs> Prince Two Royal Wedding. Yeah, you don't you don't deserve the win, but it was handed to you anyways. <laughs> You win by default. Yes, default, hey. default. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Oh so. boy. Hey, Christy. <laughs> yes. You. You. Do you want to explain to the good people the the joyless wonder that is a Christmas Prince to a royal wedding? Uh, yes. Let's get into it here with the summary for a Christmas Prince too. <laughs> The movie begins and we learn it's been a year since the events of the last film took place, when American reporter Amber met Prince Richard of Aldovia while masquerading as a tutor for the prince's young sister. Despite the false identity and some shenanigans with Richard's cousin Simon attempting to claim the throne, Richard and Amber fell in love and became engaged. After a year of long-distance courtship, Amber is finally moving to Aldovia to marry Richard and become his queen, and a wedding scheduled to take place on Christmas Day. Amber arrives in Aldovia and reunites with the royal family, including Queen Mother Helena and Richard's little sister, Princess Emily. Richard is also there, of course, though he isn't able to give Amber a proper welcome as he's been incredibly busy trying to do damage control with the Aldovian populace. Richard has recently implemented an economic revitalization program, the Aldovian Initiative, which was intended to bring prosperity to the country. Instead, the initiative has been failing so spectacularly that the country has been losing money instead, and no one knows why. 
Well, you know my initiative. Uh, bring Aldovia into the 21st century. Strengthening infrastructure, schools, tech, it's smart. Well, that's what I thought. But instead of strengthening the economy, the country's bleeding money. Nobody can tell me why. Is there anything I can do to help? Something tells me that wedding preparations are going to keep you occupied. At a party that evening, Amber is introduced to Sahil, a world-famous designer who Queen Helena has hired to plan Amber's wedding. Unfortunately, Sahil has a very distinct idea of what Amber's wedding should look like and disregards all of Amber's suggestions. Not helping things is Miss Averill, the castle's head of protocol, who is very insistent that Amber adheres to strict royal guidelines. Which I, I respect, but times are... <laughs> These protocols have protected the royal family since long before you set foot in our kingdom. I didn't realize that becoming part of the royal family meant having to give up who I am. Altogether, Amber feels as though she's living life in a fishbowl. The next day, Richard gives a speech to the public and finds himself drowned out by protesters who have lost their jobs thanks to the failure of the initiative. Amber offers to help Richard try and figure out why Aldovia is losing money, but Richard turns her down, not wanting politics to get involved with their relationship. Instead, arriving to help is Lord Leopold, one of the former king's most trusted advisors who had helped launch the initiative. Later that evening, there is a visitor at the castle, and while everyone was expecting Lord Leopold, the visitor turns out to be none other than Simon. I know. I deserve to be met with such hostility. Wait a minute. Is this the guy who tried to, to steal Richard's crown? Yes. I'm amazed to see your face here. After the unfortunate incident last Christmas, I lost almost everything I had to Sophia in the divorce. Just desserts. I don't expect you to forgive me. But I wanted to say I'm sorry. And Merry Christmas. And congratulations. To you both. Despite not trusting him, Richard allows the destitute Simon to stay at the castle. And so, days go by, and Amber continues to struggle with life at the palace and planning her own wedding. Not helping is that Richard continues to be too busy with the failing initiative, which has now resulted in workers striking over unpaid labor. Amber tries to busy herself with helping Princess Emily rehearse for a Christmas play, but the play ends up being cancelled due to theater workers going on strike in solidarity with the other striking workers. Luckily for everyone, Lord Leopold finally arrives. His advice to Richard is to simply stay the course, telling him that they only have to be patient and the initiative will pay off. Amber isn't convinced, and points out the mystery behind where the money is going if it's not going to Aldovia. Amber is reassured by Leopold that he'll investigate the issue, and with everyone's mind put at ease, the royal family all enjoy some Christmas festivities, including finding the royal Christmas tree, going tobogganing, and hosting Emily's Christmas play inside the castle. Amber posts pictures of all the Christmas time events on her blog, which runs afoul of Miss Avril. Despite the positive reception to the blog, Miss Avril insists that protocol must be followed, and that Amber's image belongs to the crown now. Later that evening, while reading Christmas cards from well-wishers, they read a card from a man who lost his job thanks to the Aldovian Initiative. Dear Royals, While I'm sure you're having a dandy Christmas at the palace, the real working people of Aldovia are suffering. This one isn't very festive. Keep reading, Mother. 
I've lost my job as the company I worked for my whole life was put out of business by your new Aldovia disaster. Thanks for nothing but a big lump of coal in our stocking this year. Bah humbug. The card strikes a chord with Amber, who finally recognizes that she keeps letting the wedding planning and royal protocol get in the way of solving the problem with the initiative. And likely for Amber, her friends from America have just arrived for the wedding, and she quickly ropes them into investigating. Using the name on the Christmas card, Amber arranges a meeting at a bar with the writer. This whole new Aldovia initiative, it's a fraud. It was supposed to be a way to get the country to invest more money back into itself. Well, that being the case, then the money should actually stay in Aldovia. I was a foreman for Dairyville Concrete for 25 years before we were shut down. Well, if companies like yours aren't getting a piece of the pie, then who is? Well, a new company, Meadowlark. They absorbed all the contracts in our zone. I even heard their bids were higher than ours. An Aldovian company? Well, on paper, maybe. But my boss said that them and another couple of companies formed at the start of the initiative. All a bit fishy, if you ask me. What are you planning on doing, anyway? Getting to the bottom of this. At that moment, the paparazzi arrive and begin to harass Amber. Simon arrives as well, and although Amber is suspicious, she has no choice but to allow Simon to help her and her friends escape. Back at the castle, the group begins investigating Meadowlark, but most of the information is hidden from public record. While Amber could request the private information through Richard, she doesn't want to get him involved, and so instead she opts to allow Princess Emily to hack into the Hall of Records database. While Emily is doing that, Amber gets called into a meeting with Richard and Miss Avril, who reveals that photo of Amber at the bar are now the front page of the tabloids. I'm afraid that Miss Moore does not understand her role within the royal family. Oh no, I get it. I'm supposed to smile and nod and do as I'm told. I understand. I just... I don't agree. When I suggest that you cease from any further investigation and any activity pertaining to your blog immediately. No way. Your Majesty? Sir? Uh, <clears throat> really, Richard? Richard fails to defend Amber, causing her to storm off. Time passes, and slowly everyone realizes that they don't know where Amber is. As everyone begins searching, Emily manages to finally hack into the private records, where Simon and Amber's friends learn that Meadowlark and several other companies are shell companies set up for a larger company that is siphoning funds away from Aldovia. Digging a bit deeper, they find something shocking, though it's not revealed to the viewer just yet. It is, however, revealed to Richard. Richard tells them not to act until he can find Amber, realizing that she must be at the chalet where they shared a private moment in the first film. Sure enough, Amber is there, and she angrily calls out Richard for not standing up for her. They want me to give up everything, Richard. My voice, my career... Forget about everyone else. This should be about you and me. I always thought that you would support me, and this week has just been so tough. Amber, please. Just let me finish, okay? Everything is changing. I feel like I'm losing control, and I, I'm not used to living like this. This fishbowl, this distance between us. I know it's hard, Amber. Trust me, I know. And everything is changing for both of us. But there is one thing that will never change. My love for you.
I'd put you before the crown, I'd put you before everything. But if you had to sacrifice a single thing to be with me, your talent, your creativity, your determination, I don't think I could live with myself. Richard apologizes for everything, which Amber seems to accept. They rush back to the palace where they firstly demand that the wedding will go according to how Amber wants, royal protocol be damned. Secondly, and more importantly, Richard confronts Lord Leopold. It turns out that Leopold is actually the owner of the Shell Companies, and that he's the one stealing money from Aldovia. <laughs> what on earth do you mean? The new Aldovia initiative has been failing because you've been siphoning off the money. <laughs> That's absurd. People have lost their jobs because of you. And you lied to our faces. You should be ashamed. Leopold is hauled off to the castle dungeon to be dealt with after the wedding. Richard gives a televised speech that evening to Aldovia, where he announces Lord Leopold's corruption has been uncovered, the money returned to Aldovia, and that everyone in the country will be receiving a Christmas bonus. And so the film begins to draw to a close on Christmas Day. Richard and Amber are married, and Amber becomes Queen of Aldovia. The film closes with Richard and Amber toasting Christmas and each other. I don't think we'll ever be able to top this one. Uh, you never know. There's always next year. I'm willing to try if you are. <laughs> to Christmas. And to you. Alone at last. Yeah. The, the end. end. The, it's over. It, it's over. And but not much really happened. So little occurred. Wow. Yeah, this was one I felt like I, <coughs> I, I sort of had to like pad out the summary. Because yeah. really, this plot could probably be summed up in like maybe two paragraphs of... Yeah. Because, like, the main plot of 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 this it boils down to Amber keeps getting pushed aside for the wedding and also the mystery of where the money is going. Which is so okay. utterly baffling. <laughs> like, like, no one thought to check where... What company they were paying for all of this infrastructure. No one that's like... Oh, it's a mystery. Why yeah. is everyone losing their jobs when we're giving them a bunch of money? You didn't think. You didn't think for even half a second <laughs> to check what company you no. were paying. Well, even like when Amber is asking Richard questions about yeah. like, uh, this whole thing and he says, basically, the money, I don't know where the money is going. No one can How? tell me. Like, okay, How? well... Do you not know that? How about, yeah, like, how about you find that fucking out? You're the, you are presumably, like, they say there's a prime minister, but clearly there's this, the monarchy is allowed to do a bunch of, of like, actual governmental work in, yeah. this, in this fucking country. You didn't think to check where the money was going. Yeah, and then that she's seems like, like <laughs> this, this. Funky upstart from New York City comes in and she's like, have you checked where the money's going? And they're like, we don't know. And she's like, well, no, no, no. you know, I used to balance dad's books at the diner. I, I know things about money. And it's like, that's a whole country. They should know. 
They should have this on. Yeah. And they have it on record. It's in the records. You can yeah. just go and look at it if you have, if you are, you know, in a yeah. position of power. Like and the, the yeah. king. You can they, just they, go they, and check. <laughs> they explicitly, they, it's so bullshit. They explicitly point that out that they're like, they're like, oh, well, Richard, you could just request this information through Richard. And Amber is like, no, I don't want to get him involved. Fucking Bitch, he's already though. involved. <laughs> it's his country. Yeah. It's his fucking country. But it's also just like, it, it, like, it's just like, okay, so Richard had the ability to look this shit up by himself at all the time. The entire he just, time. Yeah. And he just kept going like, eh, don't know where it is. No one can tell yeah. me. I don't know yeah. how to use a computer. I'm so, oh, I'm so upset about my, my people having all these problems and they're so mad at me and they have all these bad yeah. times and I just, I just, there's nothing I can do. It's out of my, it's on my hands. Richard! It, all it, <laughs> Richard, all it took, all it took was this one woman investigating, maybe like, maybe having like a two minute conversation with a man at a bar. Yeah. And she uncovered this whole fucking plot. Like, just the fucking bare God. minimum amount of effort. It's amazing. It's so, it's so, it's so something. It's so something. I, 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 just, I do. I, <laughs> I want to point out too that I do love that how Amber is able to meet with the the worker at the bar is because he sent a Christmas card to the palace, <laughs> basically telling them, "You suck. I you lost suck. my job, and everything sucks, and it's your fault. Everything sucks. Merry it's Christmas. Your fault. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here is my actual name." And that's like Here's that's my what actual gets me. name and address. Yeah, that's and that's, phone that's number. pretty fucking. Ba- yeah, that's pretty so fucking ballsy that he, you know, like damn, dude. All right. <laughs> like I feel like in some countries that would get you put on like the FBI's hit list or something or something. You know, no, <laughs> just no. Oh, fuck it's you, fine. Prince. No, it's fine. It's great. And then they hang they hung it up too, that which was great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, it's still do- a Christmas. It's still he still ends it with saying like Merry Christmas or whatever. Yeah. They're because they're they're the doing wall. Yeah, it goes they're doing the thing where you, you you put a string on the wall and you hang cards from the string. Yeah. And so they're just like, Well, I mean yeah, we gotta put it up. It's we can't just hard. Not, no one like, has to know what's inside it. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's like it's like the Mr. Bean and the Mr. Gre- Mr. Bean Christmas special how he sends Christmas cards to himself. Oh, I don't think I've seen that, but that's cute. <laughs> no. Oh my god, that's that's one of my every year I watch that one for Christmas. It's my Christmas ritual. He sent he just wants to he just wants the experience of having Christmas cards received, Aww. so he mails himself Christmas cards and then he Aww. opens them. <laughs> And he hangs them all up, but they're all the exact same card because he just bought one pack of cards. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, a, oh. I, wish I, I would rather watch that on loop five times <laughs> than watch <laughs> this miserable movie. God, that's like, this movie is only an hour and a half long and 40 minutes in, I like, I moved my mouse so I could see the, the time bar and I was like, <laughs> How yeah. is there still 50 minutes left? How are we... How is yeah. this going to keep going for this long? And the it's answer just... is... 
don't worry about it. It's just we're just going to take yeah. a long time to do everything. Yeah. Well, and there's so much time dedicated to just watching Amber get kind of pushed around. Yeah, get like it's, fucking bullied. Yeah. Basically. And it's it's so unpleasant. Like this poor this poor woman. I say yeah. poor woman. I I'm also I'm still not the biggest fan of Amber cuz she kind of no. sucks. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But at least like, you know, like she doesn't even like she doesn't get a say in her own wedding. Everyone, yeah. well, Miss Avril specifically at the palace keeps basically saying that you belong to us now. You are not allowed to do anything without our permission or without following the royal protocol. Yeah. So, you know, even like like the thing with Amber at the bar and how it appears on all the tabloids and it's like this, ooh, no, oh, what a, what a horrible PR thing for the royal family. Um, she just was at a fucking bar. Is she not allowed to like just be outside at yeah, a place I... where... As an adult woman, she is allowed to go? Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that that is probably one of the things that does actually ring true. Like, I feel like we don't get a lot of it in Canada because there's just not a lot of, uh, not a lot of fucking tabloids that we have to encounter. But I feel like yeah. in other places around the world, the whole, like, actual tabloids business can get really bad. Oh, yeah. So, like, I feel like that's the one part of this that maybe, like, is kind of, is kind of, like, not realistic. But, you know. I mean, that's, that's fair, I guess. But it was just, like. It still, it still sucks and shouldn't happen either in stories or in reality. But, like, yeah, it's just, it sucks. It's just a sucky. It's just bizarre to me because it's just like literally all the photos are of just Amber in a bar. It's yeah, not she's like not she even doing anything at a bar. It's not like they caught her at some clandestine meeting. No, yeah. she's just in a bar. Yeah, like you would need like you need something like a scene where she like, I don't know, accidentally bumps into a, a, a waitress or something and all the drinks spill on her. And so it's like this yeah. big commotion and then she's like drenched in beer and the tabloids are like, oh, look at Amber. Oh, she was, you know, she's clearly getting like drunk and party. Yeah, and... yeah. But no. in, instead it's just like, oh, look, a woman who, and, and, and this is the <laughs> other part to it too. She has her friends with her and ostensibly they should be at her bachelorette yeah, party well like and when uh when ms avril brings this up to uh richard to richard later yeah richard later he's like yeah that's her bachelorette party that's yeah that's the what's uh-huh like, like who, why who, are you showing who gives me a this? shit yeah, yeah. You, it's like, like no, why is this, this is improper yeah how dare you yeah oh my god it's yeah it's just this yeah, so much of this movie is it's Amber getting dunked on by Miss Avril, and then it's also the stuff with Sahil and the wedding where Oh my god. Amber is basically just being treated like a mannequin for his whims and how he wants to do the wedding. Uh-huh. And and yeah, and that's the majority of the movie is just watching this woman get told she can't do this, you can't do that. <sighs> But it's, and like, to be fair, too, it's not just, like, it's it's miserable not just because everybody is dunking on Amber, but because Amber is kind of taking it. And 
I, on one hand, I understand that she doesn't want to rock the boat. Like, there's a lot of pressure for her in this environment to do good by the royal family. Sure, sure. But there's also points in this movie where it's so frustrating to watch her take this behavior and not stand yeah. up for herself. Like, there's yeah. her... So uh, Amber's dad comes with her to uh, Aldovia. He comes there to bring his New York charm. Yeah, he's... His 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 down-to-earth Rudy's Diner charm. Yeah, he's got a diner and he likes hot dogs. He He likes hot dogs. Yeah, he's he's New Yorkin' over here. And he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like this fancy food, what they got here in Aldovia. We need some more hot dogs and hamburgers. (laughs) That's, yeah, we'll have to talk about his whole fucking subplot. But he, um. Oh my god. But he, he, he's there and he sees Amber is feeling down about the wedding. So he gives her this, this locket that has a picture of Amber's mom because Amber's mom passed away. And so it's this nice little thoughtful gift. And Amber and Richard have to pose for the royal portrait. And Amber wants to wear the necklace with her mom's photo in it. But Sahil and Miss Avril want her to wear the royal jewels. And so there's this little scene, there's this moment where Amber doesn't want to take off the necklace and instead of explaining that she doesn't want to take off the necklace because it has a picture of her late mother in it, she yeah. just like she just like, like she okay. just yeah she just like kind of like she puts up like a little bit of a fight, but she doesn't explain why it's significant. She wants to wear that necklace, and I just I feel like if she had in that moment, then. I like surely at least Richard would have like put his foot down and be like no like she wants to wear the necklace it's got her mom's portrait in it that's what she's wearing because Richard of course he he also has lost a parent he would know what it feels like if he if if Amber volunteered that information I just feel like the scene would have played out way differently and so it's frustrating yeah. that she doesn't she gives in and she takes the necklace off to wear the royal jewels instead yeah it's ugh. it's because it's, it's just it's just annoying it's just annoying yeah. <laughs> it's yeah so it's it's just again it's just it's frustrating to see everybody treat amber this way but it's also frustrating that amber doesn't stand up for herself until the very end of the movie yeah where she just sort of like is like you know what bye I'm going to go yeah. hide out in the very obvious place that everyone should be looking for me at. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, right. We have this chalet. I guess we should use that again. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh. Everything about the wedding planning is so, so silly. Yeah. So silly. Because it's a it's like a week away and they're just. They've been engaged for a year and have decided to wait till the week before the wedding to plan anything. Good oh, job. that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even think Man. of that. Like, come on. Yeah, like, seriously? I guess, like, if you're royalty, you don't have to worry about securing a venue or caterers or any of that shit. I, 
I guess. You just, like, snap your fingers and somebody does it for you. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much in this movie, and yet there's so little. <laughs> I Yeah, I know. And this, this is part of part of my my spiral <laughs> of, of like oh my god is there gonna be like so maybe this it's funny because we did an extra long Ugh. episode for swan princess 12 this might yeah, be a we, shorter episode yeah this might actually be shorter because we we poured so much positive energy into the universe for that swan princess episode and now we're now we've now we have this yeah um, the, this like a punishment <laughs> <laughs> The universe must be back in, in balance. Balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. A price must only... be paid for your joy. Yeah, we can only ever be so happy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, I will say it was very funny uh, when um, when Richard does his speech and you see uh, Simon appear in the crowd and there's mm-hmm. the dramatic music sting. And I was like, for a good hot half second there because I don't remember anything. I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) This this man with the dramatic music in the crowd. And then I was like, oh, wait, I think that might have been the cousin from the first film. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, who who is this this man? Yeah, he just kind of shows up. Um, Let's talk about Simon, because there's- I love Simon. <laughs> I love he's one of the best parts of this dang film. It's, it's I feel like he was from the first film too. Like yeah. he's just he's just an awful little weasel man and I love him. Yeah, that was in I, again, I re-listened to our our podcast episode going over the first film and that was that was one of the things that I really liked is him and and Lady Sophia was it was a like uh, Richard's yes. Richard's ex that she and Simon kind of teamed up to try and usurp the crown. Yeah. Um, which, first off, I really loved that they f- that they did the logical thing of immediately after um, Simon failed to become king, yeah. Sophia... She just divorced <laughs> him and took everything. <laughs> divorced him. And- yeah, that's so... I Like, I love that. <laughs> it's-, it's very funny. It's it's kind of incredible because they at the like in the last movie she like said like we're gonna go get a divorce like immediately after yeah 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 and then it's like yeah no they did yeah they were married for maybe like five minutes and she still managed to take everything from him (laughs) (laughs) dang he's a weasel but poor guy (laughs) yeah so he he shows up back at the castle and 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 I do like yeah as you said he's a weasley little guy so as as the events of the film take place we see that Simon isn't the bad guy in this one although the film wants you to suspect him for about um, 30 seconds I I do think they did intend for him to be like because the red I don't herring, know, really well I think so if anything Fa- just okay beca- fair enough because he shows up and nobody trusts him. And there's at one point where Simon talks about how he's gotten into cryptocurrency. <laughs> Man's a crypto bro now. Yeah, he's a crypto oh. bro. And he's like kind of telling Richard like, hey, if you give me some money, you know, I could definitely like I get could, like, us invest some... it and come right yeah. back. It'll be great. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I do think you are supposed to suspect him a little bit. Oh, um, okay. Sure. But I but when he shows up to the castle to apologize <laughs> it's uh-huh. so it's so good cuz this this little weasley little man shows up and obviously i think it, what they're going for is that he, maybe he isn't going to be the bad guy in this film but he was definitely he knew what buttons to press he wanted oh, yeah. into that fucking castle and yeah, he knew yeah, that yeah. if he he came with a bit of a sob his sob story that Richard would feel bad enough to let him live there yeah. again. Well, he does the whole thing where he's like, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. And he turns away and you can see he's got his back to the to to the, everyone in the room and like he's facing the camera. And then Richard's like, wait. And you see him do like his little weasel smile and he turns yeah. back around. Yeah. Like consciously like puts the sad face back on and then turns around to Richard again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's there he is. That's my favorite oh, guy. There he is. There's our boy. There's our boy. Oh, I, beautiful. And, Highlight and of the, the film. And, well, and the rest of the film. And I love this because, yeah, like Richard gives this big, like he gives his little speech to Simon about how like family is family and, and it's Christmas after all and they'll let him back in and, you know. But he has to earn their trust, which, you know, makes sense, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then everybody spends the rest of the film, like, just every time. On him. Yeah, every time Simon is on screen, they're just like, they're so, they cannot hide their contempt for him. They're yeah. just openly, basically telling him to shut the fuck up. They just fucking then, hate this guy. Everyone hates him. Every single person in this castle hates him. <laughs> and, and Simon just has to take it because what oh. else is he going to do? Yeah, there's nothing else he can do. He's just got to <laughs> he's just gotta deal with it. It's so funny. It's and It's just so it, funny and good. It's to the point I do question, like, Richard, Richard, why did you let this man back yeah, into the like, castle? <laughs> if you're just going to let him in to, to like, be your fucking punching bag. Yeah. yeah, like he's so annoyed every time Simon is near him. It's like you okay, but you brought this on yourself, you know. Like yeah, he, you let he, him he, in. Yeah. You... <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, I love it. I I and then we also have this thing with Simon and one of Amber's friends. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> they immediately start flirting, and it's I, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little weird because surely this woman knows who Simon is and what he yeah, did. like knows what he did. <laughs> yeah, and she's like she's like totally into flirting with him in front of Amber. Like doesn't give a shit about nope. what Amber might think. Doesn't care. She's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, oh, oh okay, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I I love it. I love that, like, her two, her two besties from New York are just, they're written like such incredible, in a, in a movie full of one-dimensional characters, they are written mm-hmm. as the flattest stereotypes you can, you can imagine. Um, yeah, and I just sort of like these cardboard cutouts of of human beings. I, I they're fun. I don't know. Yeah. I I like them. I like uh I, I like uh Richard, not Richard, 
Simon. Uh, Simon. <laughs> I forgot his name. Like, they're they're almost more fun because they're not trying to do anything big or important yeah. with them this time around. They're just like, fuck it. <laughs> We're just yeah. going to do whatever at this point with these characters. They're just there to, like, to help move the plot along. Yeah, they're just, they're really just there for, like, Amber's emotional support, because they yeah. really don't contribute anything. No, not at all. <laughs> and we it's should give, we should, great. we should give special mention to the scene where they first show up, because, um, so Princess Emily is shooting arrows outside oh with a bow and arrow, and Amber... Uh-huh. Amber joins her and she kind of gives herself like this little like this is where she has her realization that she needs to focus and 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 figure out what the hell's going on with the money. Stop letting herself be distracted by the uh, the the whole the the wedding, wedding thing. stuff. Yeah, her friends show up and surprise Amber and Amber <laughs> with the bow drawn turns around and points the arrow at her friends and then shoots <laughs> towards them. <laughs> Very nearly murders at least one of her friends. Almost murders one of her friends, explodes a statue that was just <laughs> behind them. And their friends are like so, her friends are so fucking They're chill about really this. really chill about it. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. That was weird. Hey, anyways. Wow, good hey, shot. Wow. Wow. You almost killed us. Wow. Wow. It's so good. I love... <laughs> I love too that 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 comes back at the it end. It comes movie. back. It's so weird. Like it's such a weird because, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, see the absurdity. I guess is a bit where this movie does shine a little bit because, like, the thing is that it takes so long before it takes the absurdity. So long to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like definitely once once the friends arrive, everything from that point on, I think, is good. It's just yeah. everything before that. It's just a fucking slog. It's a slog. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, you were saying they come back at the end because when they, they like confront Leopold. Lord, yeah. When like, they when they confront Leopold. <laughs> about um, siphoning off the money. He yeah. tries to be like, fuck you guys. I have good lawyers and I'll, I'll, t- I'll yeah. see you in court, motherfuckers. Well, yeah. He does he does the realistic thing of going, okay, well fucking prove it then, bitches, and then he goes to leave because he's in his right to fucking do so. Yeah. And then Amber, there just so happens that there's a bow and arrow right there, and so Amber picks it up and fucking points a a, a bow like, and points, points a an bow arrow. that could in she she demolished a statue with one of those yeah. earlier. Like no. she could kill this man. Yeah. So she threatens and, and, him with a with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. And and like here's the thing. I've I haven't done like I just did a bit of bow and arrow shooting or I guess archery. I, that that shows you how much I fucking know. Bow and arrow shooting, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, the bow and arrow, the shooting. Um but I did I did like a bit of archery during school on field trips. And it's, yeah, yeah. it takes a lot of fucking strength to pull back that yeah. string. So yeah. it's like if if you're not a strong person, you could easily just fucking slip and then you fucking shoot a dude. <laughs> and then you've shot uh, Lord Leopold. Lord Leopold. And then, Amber's, and then Amber's going to jail for murder. 
But it's just, yeah, so she fucking threatens him <laughs> to stop him from leaving. And then they lock him up in the dungeon of the palace that they apparently have. That they apparently do actually have. Yeah. And then that's the last that we see of Leopold. So I don't know if, like, he ever got... I guess he's got... down there. I guess he's... Yeah, maybe we'll find out in, in a, a Christmas Prince 3 if he oh, ever God. went to... If he was act ever actually tried for his crimes or... Because they, like, at the end, like, in, in Richard's speech, like, he says that the money has been returned. And it's like, like, that was really fast, Richard. Like, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of due process that needs to happen yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, maybe not in Aldovia. No! <laughs> Is this some kind of fucking nightmare country that, like... The king has absolute power over all I assume forms of it government. Is. I assume it is because he's just en enacting policies and and uh, punishing criminals and uh, yeah. seizing assets with apparently no other <laughs> government officials with any power able to stop him. He yeah. can just do these these things. Yeah, he just decides. It's it's fucking it's bizarre. Because, of course, like, as, as listeners will know, we are Canadian, and Canada has <laughs> a constitutional monarchy, which just means that the yeah. British monarchy, they're just, like, they're, like, figureheads for us. They're on our money, and that's kind of it. They're, like, a novelty sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like if, if Charles decided that he wanted all of Canada, we all had to wear red wigs, we would just be like, like, fuck off, dude. Like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> You can enact, you can, you can say that all you want. That's not happening. Yeah, nobody, yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> You know? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, monarchy I, I, is I... not sacred in Canada. So it's just, <laughs> and yet in, in Aldovia. In Aldovia, just, it has absolute power. Yeah, the, the king can just decide to declare everybody in the country gets a Christmas bonus and... And, and and Christmas is saved, yay! Christmas is saved, hooray! Hur hooray! Even though this, even though, <laughs> even though all of the shit that's been going on in Aldovia, it's obviously been something <laughs> that has happening, been happening for a while. You know, yeah. companies don't just close overnight because of lack of funds. This has been something that it's been happening for ages. Yep. And so, yeah, this film likes to act that, like, Richard, Richard and everybody, Christmas has been saved for Aldovia, but mm -hmm. people have gotten laid off, people have gone on strike, they have gone unpaid, so, like, yeah, you solved shit eventually, but it's fucking Christmas Eve, and there's probably a good few families out there who are going without because they couldn't afford shit thanks to your, you know, uh -huh. Lord Leopold. You know, like, even this Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. bonus. Like, okay, great, thanks for this Christmas bonus. Wish I could have gotten in earlier so I could have afforded presents for my children. Thanks, dude. <laughs> if only you had, I don't know, taken a moment to see where your money was going. Yeah. For the whole country. Yeah. Like, why I don't does know. This, if you thought of this... it more than not at all. This bumblefuck worker in a bar knows that something's up, and yet, he knows like, that more didn't. Than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, how did that not, like, how did nobody, this is, I know we already talked about this, but how did Richard not fucking know this? It would be one thing if Leopold had been there the whole time and had you could yeah. see him consciously, like, like siphoning off the information and, and, and keeping it all from Richard and making sure that no one knows. But no, he was, yeah. he got there way late. Shows up. Yeah. Don't know why he decided to show up to a place where if they, he got found out, he'd be immediately arrested mm-hmm. uh, or thrown in a dungeon, I fucking guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, he's just, it's... he, Richard could have looked into where the money was going this whole time. I still can't get over that fact. Yeah. Well, and, like, yeah, like, like, like you said, like, Leopold from what we're told in the movie, Leopold helped launch the initiative and then he basically retired after. And yeah. and yeah, like you need him to stay in the role so that he he can he, yeah, he could keep pulling the wool over Richard's eyes. I guess the idea is that he came back because he realized that he needed to prevent Richard from looking into it at that point. But, like, why, like, yeah, it is, it is just weird. I don't know. It it feels like the only reason why they didn't have Lord Leopold there from the beginning is because they wanted to have that fake out at that one point where they all expect Lord Leopold, but then Simon shows up instead, which was, like, not really worth it. No, not, no. (laughs) You know, or, or... Or, you know what, maybe don't have it just be Lord Leopold. Maybe Richard's entire cabinet is filled with, with like, these goons who, they're all, you know, they all have their own companies that are siphoning money away from Aldovia. And so yeah, it's, it's like, not just one man. Yeah, so nobody can easel, tell. With an easily traceable shell corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unreal how easy it was. To, the, uh, oh. to to uncover everything. It's, it's, it's oh. frankly stunning. This is wonderful. Oh. Oh god. I sp- speaking just briefly on that on that uh, mm-hmm. the fake out when they think it's Lord Leopold and Simon walks in. I love yeah. that they take the time to do a dramatic zoom in on everyone's face in the room. <laughs> individually <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh it's so lame i love it oh that's <laughs> a good way good way to pad out the runtime too yeah gotta get those extra few seconds in there they should have gone like full rocky horror with it though and then started repeating the zoom ins <laughs> yes <laughs> you know richard and then amber and then emily and then back to richard and then back to amber but then the queen mother and then emily <laughs> Oh, that would have been good. Oh, <sighs> uh, what else do we want to do? We want to talk about Rudy? It's Rudy. Hey, it's Rudy. Rudy. He owns oh. a diner in New York. <laughs> yeah, he's a New Yorker guy. That means that he he slaps people on the back and 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 gets. Uh, he's, really... he's overly familiar with everyone. Yeah, only the ladies, though. You know, he doesn't only do the that. ladies, <laughs> not to the dudes for some reason. Rudy. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm slipping into back when uh, 
Back like a decade ago, we used to play a game of Call of Cthulhu at the uh, the place where Christy and I worked. Steve was our DM. Often mentioned, Steve he he ran the game, and yeah. uh, we played a, a pair of mobsters <laughs> named yeah. Vinny and Benny. And and we would uh, I would affect a gravelly like an, uh, this kind of voice for the entire yeah. time we played, and I would end the sessions with a wrecked throat like yeah just, we just my voice was shot but it was so much yeah fun. <laughs> we we had to we had to stop the game because brie moved but really we had to stop the game because brie was going to permanently damage her voice if we continued <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I, I had to do it <laughs> oh, oh god oh but yeah no oh rudy He's Rudy. he's just he's just a nice guy, he's, you know. He's your he's just a down to earth kind of fella, who knows how to make a great hotted dog. <laughs> in, in his diner in New York. Yeah. It's so, so Rudy's whole Rudy gets like weirdly he has his whole fucking subplot in he this does. movie, which is bizarre because it leads to nowhere, absolutely I mean, fucking nowhere. I I feel like the 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 lead that it's supposed to be. Is to like, cause he, so he's like, ah, the food here kind of sucks. Let me get in the kitchen and I'll, I'll show him how to make some real good New York, uh, fucking hot dogs or whatever. <laughs> that's um, the only New, New York food either of us can think of. Oh, they got well, hot dogs that's, that's in what New he, York. That's what he gives to, uh, to Amber, forgot her name. That is, that is, that is like his go-to. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what he gives to her when they're having their chat. But he goes into the kitchen and he's looking around and he meets the head chef and she's this, like, stern, severe Russian woman who runs the kitchen. And I feel like the whole subplot was meant to be like, oh, maybe... Because he's so, you know, down-to-earth, homey man... Like good old, good old, good old nice man, uh, that he he thaws her frozen heart, uh, yeah, because he lets a bunch of kids into the kitchen to have fun, and then he sees that it upsets her, and the next day he comes to her and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mess up your kitchen," and she's like, "No, I am just. It was tears of nostalgia because when I was young, my we were poor, and my." My family uh, would cook in the kitchen, and I was nostalgic. And then they, then they're friends. Yeah. But then maybe something more, because at the end of this film, everyone seems to be pairing up. Yeah. Because you get but the- you get Amber and Richard, and you got her her one friend and uh, and Simon uh, Simon, and you get her other friend with Sahil, and then the Queen is with Mister Zabala. So really, everyone's just, and then it's her dad with the with the little cook lady, the chef lady. Yeah, yeah, I see. And I was wondering if that's what they were going for, and I didn't really. Yeah, like at the end of the film, I was a little confused. If like, are they a couple now? Is this like I, again? Maybe this... I don't think they're a couple, but I think it's meant to hint like, oh, there's all these little possibilities. Yeah. See, this is this is how they're gonna get us to watch watch uh, uh, Christmas Prince three. Is because now really, we gotta know. Do we really have to? Oh. It's okay. There's only it's there's only one more. They stopped making them after Thank the God. third. For some reason, I thought there was more, but I'm I'm glad that they, <laughs> at least well, they stopped at the trilogy. 
See, yeah. and and you're probably because Netflix after like the success of the first movie, I think they realized that there's money to be had. Kind of like Hallmark, you know, there's money to be well, had. This- yeah. Doing Christmas movies of women falling in love with royalty, and so they <laughs> they they did. Um, oh God, there's like one. It's like the Princess Switch, where it's like oh, a woman no. who's like it's like a princess and the pauper thing. Oh um, no, we're probably gonna have to take a look at those at some point. <laughs> oh no, Christy, I'm sorry. Don't tell me these things. it is funny because i was talking to i had a work event the other day and i was talking to a buddy there and i was i was mentioning that i was watching this movie and he's like oh is that like one of those hallmark movies and i'm like yeah close not quite but it might as well be (laughs) yeah it's it's like hallmark adjacent yeah it's it's netflix's hallmark yeah Oh God, we gotta start digging into more of the Hallmark no, movies. No, we don't. There's, <laughs> there's so many of them. It's hard I, to like, and they're all the same movie, Christy. I'm I good. know. I know. I, I gotta. Know. I. That's what we're here for, though, Bree. Is we gotta, we gotta no. dig through all the fucking coal to find the diamond in the rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Oh. We'll, we'll figure it out. They, oh. I did actually buy a, a Hallmark Prince no. movie not too long ago. I haven't watched it yet, so I'll let you know if that oh, one ends up on the, the roster for next year. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all, of my, all of my notes are very piecemeal. Yeah, I uh, though I do uh, like it is like halfway through the film that I'm like, so Leopold is funneling money away, right? And oh yeah, you yeah, like it's very obvious. See, and and maybe because as I said that I like had my spiral <laughs> and then I had to put this, <laughs> I had to put this movie on in the background to get through it. I I'll be honest when when the reveal of Leopold came up in the end, I uh-huh. I, for, I I was like, who's this guy? Like, has he always has he always been here? <laughs> now, are you telling me I paid more attention to this film than you did? You, you made me did. watch this film and I had to sit here and actually watch hey. watch it and you just put it on in the background? No, no, hey, you listen. I had to watch this film twice because oh, yeah, I had true. I had to watch it to just like <laughs> figure out what the fuck was going on and then I had to do the summary. So you you just watch yourself, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has Damn. suffered more than me in this podcast. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but yeah, oh. I, I was like, "Who? Who is this?" And then I kind of, I was like, "Oh right, wasn't there? Is that is that the guy that he?" Because they they do again. They they talk about Leopold earlier, and he's actually this this whole um, the, the economic thing is it was like something that leopold designed with richard's dad and so leopold presumably has had this scheme for a long time and was Mm -hmm. just like waiting for the right opportunity to to unleash it (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh what more is there to say 
Uh, I do have to note, what the fuck are you doing, Amber? And I don't actually even remember <laughs> why I wrote that or what was happening in the movie at the time. I I wonder if it was... It's near the so, end. The, maybe, okay, maybe maybe this is... Because I, I made a note, so Amber... <laughs> So Amber, when her friends arrive, and again, she decides she's going to investigate this bullshit, she has to go get the Christmas card that the dude wrote so that they could go meet up with him. And for some reason, even though Amber lives at the palace now, and even though she should have free reign of the entire fucking building, she and her friends have to do a solid snake through the hallways and try and, like, stealth their way to to the open living room where the card is. I assumed that was because she didn't want to get seen by, uh, Miss Avril or Miss Avril or something and didn't want to get, like, pulled away to do other things. Okay. And it that wasn't might... that she had to, like, sneak in. It was more that she was sneaking around those two. Okay, maybe that would make a bit more sense because I I was so fucking baffled. Like, why are you, you live here? Why are you sneaking around? <laughs> that that is just a place that you can go. Yeah, just fucking walk in the room and take the fucking Christmas card. If you want to if you want to give a fucking cover story, just say that you're giving your friends who just arrived a tour of the goddamn castle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I assumed that was just cuz they were like Man, fuck being around those people. I don't want to go do whatever, like, horse shit that they have lined up for me right now. Yeah. God. You know who's the best character here? Who is? Mr. Mister Zabala. Yeah, yeah! He's just a cool guy. He's yeah, like he's a like- a cool guy who works for the family and, like, is, like, voice of reason and is just a nice man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I I was trying to... I couldn't remember if he was in the first movie, and I didn't want to watch the first movie again to find <laughs> out. I, I assume he's not, because he sort of introduces himself to them when... To uh, to Amber and her dad when they first arrive. Yeah. It's like, hello, I'm your... Uh, like, now that you're part of the royal family, I'm your I'm your new personal attache. And it's like, okay. Right. So he's... I, I, I assume he's new for this film. But then again... I couldn't tell you for sure, because I certainly didn't rewatch the first film either. Yeah, yeah no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to reactivate my Netflix account just to oh, get God. just to be able to watch this movie. Oh no. That was part of my spiral on Monday too. Oh no. I was like, oh god, should I just get Netflix now? What uh, if the Christmas Bruce sucks too and then I bought Netflix for a month and I didn't need to uh. <laughs> Oh no. Oh God! Oh, see, I, I, at least for me, I, I have Netflix just included in my uh, <laughs> like home services bundle. Sorry, Ooh. yeah, uh, <laughs> like my internet and and whatever bundle because they were mm-hmm. like, hey, it's cheaper if you, we'll give you your phone and internet for cheaper if you bundle them with this, and plus you get like net Netflix for free. And I'm like, all right, well, fine. Wow. Okay. I guess I have Netflix now. Yeah. For the like twice a year that I use it, <laughs> the, the, yeah, maybe I need to. We need to go through all the princess movies on Netflix so that we could both like 
make make the most use out of it. I guess. Somebody needs to make a streaming service that's just princess movies. That would help me out a fucking lot. Well, Christy, mm-hmm. sounds like a job for you. Oh, the I don't, form, I don't. The internet's foremost uh, princess movie <laughs> appreciator. Dude, could you imagine if I if there's somebody out there who's way better at appreciating <laughs> bad princess movies? I I would like to meet them, and I'd like to get the two of you in a room and just see what I, happens. I don't I don't know I don't know if I would survive that. I don't know if anyone would. What if they're better at me in every way? Like, what if they're a better podcast host, too? Which is not, like, a high bar to clear, to be fair. (laughs) Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, all of a sudden, I can't seem to get you to agree to record an episode with me. But then you're on the the other Bad Princess Movie podcast. And it's it's so beloved that it it doesn't get one-star ratings on on, 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 on iTunes. (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh, by the way we're we're on itunes if anybody wants to <laughs> we have three reviews on itunes yeah yeah we have two two five star and one one star we are you either fucking love us or you fucking hate us which you is very fucking fair. hate us <laughs> Just fucking despise us. Oh man, it's very funny. I just want to know so much. Like, what? Like, I'm sure. I know there's many reasons to hate this podcast, but what reason made you? What reason made you give us a one star review? I just need to know. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my god. Because <laughs> it's not like they left a written review either. That's just a star. No! I just, and I'm so curious. I just want to know. <laughs> we we joked that maybe it was Richard Rich. Like, he's that's yeah. how he gets back at us. He's like, I've had, a, had enough of your absolute nonsense, and I hated all of your yeah. rewrite ideas. From yeah, my, stop. From my movies. <laughs> and yeah, you know what, like... Richard? You know what, Richard, if anyone... <laughs> Richard Rich, if anyone out there deserves to give us the one star, it's you. I guess. I I mean, it's within your right, Richard Rich, for all the shit we've thrown at you over the years <laughs> for you to throw a little bit back. But also, please, love. please contact us when you want to reboot the Swan Princess franchise. I have. Any yeah, we're movies. ready. Anytime. Yeah. Oh, so fucking ready. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 oh, gotta love that low-budget Aldovian extravagance for the wedding. Yeah, oh, I beautiful. did. You know what? It is kind of perfect because with Amber, Amber at the end saying that she wants a simple wedding and to do things her way, it does give them the perfect cover story that the wedding at the end yeah. is like kind of like boring as shit. Yeah. She's like, I guess that's just how Amber wanted it. She didn't want the extravagance that we expect from royal weddings. No. She just wanted just a simple little weirdly lit cathedral with yeah. just a few flowers. It's fine. That's yeah. all we need. 
and, and, that's and the- she has to take a uh, take a pause in the middle of the of walking oh. down the aisle to show off her sparkly sneakers. Yeah, I'm not, that made me hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Here's why. I, it just you know what it just annoyed me because and and here's the thing, I am I'm she's a just showing fucking, off how quirky she is. I I know. <laughs> I, but that's the thing. I'm I'm a fucking schlubby person. I exist in a state of pajamas with paint covered on them. I don't <laughs> wear makeup. I look like I just woke up at any given point in the day. But here's the thing. When you get invited to a fancy event, it's, you know, like, there are things to do. Even if you are a schlubby person like myself. <laughs> There are things you can do to still look nice, but also yeah, be that's comfortable. Why, that's why her sneakers have sequins on them. You could just wear fucking that's, flat shoes, Amber. That's why, <laughs> that's why she fucking bedazzled her converse. I just it made me so annoyed because it's just like <laughs> it's like such a it's like a weird binary thinking of shoes. Like, oh, well, you could only have high heels, or you could have sneakers. It's like there's no like there's other options, Amber. No, it's her signature look. She it's must si- wear yeah. the little sneakers. There's no other option, apparently. <laughs> this woman has the entire, like, the all the money of the royal family of Aldovia behind her back, and she can't find a pair of shoes that would be nice, but also give her the arch support that she apparently <laughs> needs. No, see, all the money means that she uh, has... <laughs> She has the very best insoles. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. maybe she, maybe she like used Swarovski crystals to bedazzle her shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because they're bedazzled with the most expensive crystals. Yeah, yeah. That you can you can imagine. They went to the mall and they took one of those Swarovski figurines and just fucking smashed <laughs> it and then glued the remains <laughs> to her sneakers. Oh God. <laughs> Must have been a better way to do it than that. But no, yeah. that's that's how you do it in Aldovia. That's how it works in Aldovia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just it it just annoyed me. <laughs> it's like like if I like it's not hard, oh. Amber. Don't act like it's hard to find comfortable shoes that also. <laughs> but it's quirky, like you said. She's got to show quirky. that she's quirky. Yeah, she's she's different from all these royals. She yeah. wears sneakers. Yeah, and has Ooh. a belong. Oh yeah, her, people... her fucking <laughs> no, no. People don't fucking blog anymore. <laughs> I was about to ask, and then I realized that you blog. I blog, and I know people don't blog anymore. It's funny we talked about this. We talked about this. Oh, the last yeah, episode. I feel like we did talk about that one. Yeah, but no, but it's yeah. People don't <sighs> fucking blog in this day and age. And I say this, and I I'm internet friends with somebody who ran a very successful blog in the early two thousands, and she oh. she doesn't blog anymore because it's just not really viable. You know, people don't read blogs. People want to consume their their content on YouTube, as an example. You know? Yeah. So it's it's bizarre to me that this film... I, like, I feel like that part of the story... Like, somebody wrote this who is very out of touch with what it's hip no. with the kids these days. I know, it's a shock. I know. You don't say. 
But, like, really, yeah, Amber really should, if anything, have been, like, one of those, like, vloggers on YouTube. Oh, God. That'd be... That would make her even more insufferable. Yeah. Like, I already, like... I don't care for... I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. There are, in fact, a few people online that I have followed here and again that just sort of blog their life. (laughs) But usually there's, like a theme around it or something or they have enough like like they have a personality or something that like makes it entertaining yeah um there there's definitely there's certain people are able to carry blogs because either something uh, something that they do or the hobbies that they get up to it it works it just works for the the vlog format, or like you said, they are charismatic yeah, yeah. enough. I think the the thing is, is that vlogs are so easy to do. Anybody with a camera could just pick it up and then record their day, and then you would just end up with people who, and I think they know they alone aren't interesting enough or charismatic enough to carry to carry on a vlog, and so that's when they tend to loop in family members or their own fucking children, which I... is creepy. I hate hate family vloggers like that, where it's like, I'm going to use my family and my children for clicks. I'm going to add revenue. I want, like, people's eyes on my family's private moments. I'm like, this sucks. This sucks so bad. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, like, especially when it's young children and they don't... Oh, and really... they have no choice. Yeah, you know, and even... It's just, it's so awkward, too, because young kids, even if they are excited by the idea of being on YouTube, they don't know enough about, like, the, the fucking hellscape that can be the internet. You yeah, know, and, like... like... Maybe they're okay with being on YouTube when they're seven, but when they're, like... When they're... They're... they're 24 and all of their fucking childhood was put on the internet for all to see and monetized Ugh, I, yeah it's ooh, it yeah. Boil, boils my blood a little bit it is it does like so there to, to tie it back into the movie when miss avril um yeah, like she at one point Amber posts about the Christmas goings on at the castle and they had a whole fucking menagerie of kids there and Amber was taking pictures. She puts this blog post up and and there the main image on the blog post is of Princess Emily who is this young child and Miss Avril ends up I don't know how Miss Avril does this if she hacks it. She into fucking like DMCA'd blog. her her blog images or something. <laughs> Yeah, or something. They don't explain how she got the blog taken down, but she did. And so Miss Avril is chewing her out about posting this. And and the movie the movie frames it as like, you know, ad, like you can't do this because this is against royal protocol. But really, you you shouldn't do this because you're posting this young child on the internet in like a candid moment. Did Emily even like consent to being her photo yeah, being does- taken? Does she even know that you did that? Like, yeah. Does her own mother, did her mother give you permission to post your blog 
to, you know, the entire fucking world? Because Amber says in the beginning of the film that, like, she has millions of readers who are following her blog and her story. <laughs> so, you you know, it's, yeah, it is just, like, a weird... Yeah, like it's... I. I know it's it's a it's a carryover from her being a journalist or whatever in the first film. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a bizarre and just it's just uh, it's just not a good plot point or character or choice. It's just it's bleh. Yeah, bleh. It's, yeah, just just weird. Agreed. What else is there to say? Do you have much else for for um... this one? Did we want to, I guess, because we're kind of on the subject of Emily, do we want to just briefly talk about her subplot? Which is just... Oh, she's she's supposed to be in a Christmas play? And then yeah. the Christmas play gets cancelled? And then they're like, just kidding, we'll have it here instead. And then they have yeah. the Christmas play, and then she gets to kiss the boy she likes? Mm-hmm. And that's her arc? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly, I mostly liked because the, this children's play that I, I had assumed that this was like a play at her school. Um, and I think that's what it is, but, but it's just, it's confusing to me because this children's play gets shut down because the theater workers go on strike. Well, I imagine that they are in maybe a very bougie like upper class because there's only six kids in this uh in this play so <laughs> presumably her class is six children um mm. and because they they have so much money they actually rented out a proper theater to do it in oh, okay see and i this is this is kind of a weird story but i while when i was in junior high my junior high school was invited to go to the private junior high school where they were putting on a play. Ooh, the private junior high. Yeah. Yeah, and and so w- when we got there, I didn't really think of my school as being, like, the poor school. But when we got <laughs> to this fucking private school, oh, I no. felt like, oh, oh, shit, these people, these people have money. That go These here. people have money. Like our when our school play was in the gymnasium, and and we just got like a little. They just like got like a uh, like rented one of those platforms so that we could just elevate oh. us. Uh huh. This this private school had a whole ass auditorium in the school itself, and oh everyone God. everyone had microphones in my in our school play. We just had to shout. Just, we just talk. be loud so everyone just can be, hear you. Yeah, just be loud. Um, you know, and our fucking costumes were like shit from Value Village or like what the <laughs> teachers had out of their closets. And yeah, of course, yeah, like yeah. everybody, everybody in this other play, they had actual fucking uniforms that they that they Jesus. must have either made or rented. And so that was like that was kind of my frame of reference. Was like, okay, is this like some like rich kids school? that has their own auditorium, but also, I guess, hires, like, union workers, or, like, the people... <laughs> I guess? You know? Yeah, so yeah. Then I, yeah, so then I wasn't sure, like, if it was that, or if, like... yeah, Like, was this actually, like, a televised thing? Because, I don't know, it's hard. Yeah. Aldovia I... is, like, a, a weird country where it seems like it's small, but also big at the same time. Yeah, I... 
I think the answer, the real answer to your question is they didn't think about that enough to bother with any kind of explanation. Like they did, that wasn't a, a priority for them to explain in the film. They just sort of hand waved and went, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? Don't, don't worry about it. Don't but worry I, about I, it. I can't that's help not, it. That's not important here. No. no. Okay. But does that, I, I guess I'm curious if that means that, like, be, by putting on the play at the castle, does that mean that they're all scabs? Like, yes. undermining the strike? <laughs> yeah, no, no hesitation. No, yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what's happening here. Oh, uh, good, good. <laughs> oh, God. Huh. Well, I feel... I feel like that's going to be it for this episode. Yeah, I feel like we can wrap it there. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, not a movie we would watch again. Um, no. And I also feel like there's probably better... There's better Christmas movies out there. Although that said, I, I this was like out of the three options that I tried to watch oh this week. And this was the best one. Thank <laughs> God. Oh, oh, man. I... Like... It's not... It's not good, but it's not offensively bad. Yeah. There's some little fun things in it, and it's mostly the side characters that have complete stereotype flat personalities. Yeah. Those guys will be a joy when they're on screen. When they're trying if, to if... do the drama part or, like, make a coherent plot, <sighs> don't pay attention. <laughs> but when, like, Sahil or Amber's friends or, like, Simon <laughs> is on screen... You're in for a good time. Yeah. I I wish that they had been able to take some of, like, the bullshit from, like, maybe, I think it was, like, the last, like, 30 minutes or so of the film, where it starts to get a little bit fun. I wish they had sprinkled more of that throughout the early parts of the film. Yeah. Like, as, as it stands, like, this is probably a film that if you're going to have a Christmas party, you could probably put this on in the background and, and just, like... You know, tune in anytime something funny is happening, and then otherwise just go back to eating Ritz crackers. Yeah, yeah. If if you're at like a family's house and they want to put something on the TV that's like appropriate for everyone and not weird and just is a movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. could do worse. You yeah. know, or just put the first one on. Yeah, at least the the first one is like. I mean, you could just kind of hate watch that, although. I, well, I say hate watch. I'm sure there are people that love it. <laughs> I'm sure there's people who, there must be, there's so many of these Hallmark style films. Yeah. Um, there there yeah. must be, there must be a decent sized audience for them. Like some, these might, must be someone's favorite movies or yeah. favorite style of movie. And like. Good for them. Honestly, yeah. I'm glad you have such a plethora of, of options. Just an absolute... You are spoiled for choice, and I am yeah. jealous. I, I'm so happy for you, honestly. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I wish I could be you. <laughs> God. Well, <sighs> but I think... All that to I... say... All that to say... Um. 
Yeah, so I think that's it for the discussion on the on a Christmas Prince two. I do want to bring up Brie because we yes. So we talked last time um, yes about Swan Princess twelve, and I mentioned that we had one of our listeners wrote in with uh, her summary or her version of Swan Princess twelve, what she imagined yeah. her her plot rewrite. Yeah, we've got a couple things to circle back to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is so this is from Mel, and so Mel wrote in, uh, and I'm gonna do my best to try and summarize um, Mel's plot summary. So Mel, I hope I do your writing justice. Um, if if you end up posting your full summary somewhere, please feel free to reach out to me, and I could like link it on our Twitter or something if folks wanted yeah. to read the entire thing. Um, but to try and summarize things as best as I could, so Mel had two main rewrite proposals, is that, so the first one is to have Elise run afoul of a magician henchman of Ivan's who turns her into a swan. And so, you know, it's kind of like going back to, you know, the beginnings of the series, of course, with the swan princess, but now Elise is the swan princess. Ah, but in, in, in Mel's version, no one can understand her as a swan, so she can't tell anyone what happened. And the movie is going to be... The movie would be primarily about breaking the spell on Elise, and there would be this final battle with Ivan, uh, Derek, and Elise that would mirror the fight with Rothbart at the end of the first movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then regarding Max, um, so Mel's rewrite was that she would have Max meet with the pirates to form a truce, like kind of, you know, what what we were led to believe in the original film, the original sure. 11th movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pirates are again hired by Ivan to kill Max, but instead of doing so, they erase Max's memory with a potion. And so Max forgets everything and he ends up falling in love with a female pirate who also has lost her memory. And they end up shipwrecked on an island together and they end up having a kid. And so oh. from what Mel, from what I gathered, was also a Uberta Rogers fan. So oh, this, yes. Wanted to have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wanted wanted to have it so that Max and Uberta are OK not ending up together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there was also some interesting stuff that Mel had about Derek and his half-brother, and they might have, you know, their disputes, which, if anything, that would be my one quote-unquote negative, because that premise alone is really interesting. Derek and his half-brother. Yeah, that would have been its own... That could be its own thing. Yeah, exactly. I... I wouldn't want to see it in the final film because I would want that to get its whole movie dedicated yeah. to, to, to going through that. Um, but so Mel, Mel did mention that there were some things in her rewrite that she would alter if she had more than one movie to tell it. So I think she was already yeah. kind of thinking about that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was... So thank you, Mel, for sending those in. I definitely... Yeah, thank you. I do feel like if I was Richard Rich, the... I So... Having the first movie and the last movie mirror each other, I think that's kind of what I would have tried to do. I think in particular, I would have tried to save Rothbart for the final Ooh. movie because that would have uh-huh. been really cool, you know. Instead like, of throwing him in randomly in the in the fourth film for the Christmas yeah, special, yeah, they they <laughs> so wasted Rothbart, but it would have yeah. been, you know, like don't do the thing with Max at all, like. We don't need 
Max's story. But if imagine if Rothbart came back, <laughs> you know, and he yeah. tried to he decided to take revenge on Elise. And like like Mel said, maybe maybe Rothbart is the one that transforms Elise into a swan as like a oh. fuck you to Derek and Odette. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, but we could see, and that might be, like, a fun way to um, to kind of show where the series got to, because you saw how Derek and Odette solved their problem. How do Elise and, and the rest of the family, now that they've had years of experience of dealing with all these bullshit villains, how do they fare <laughs> against Rothbart now, you know? They could call, like, their allies and stuff from yeah. the previous films. Maybe we get yeah. to see number nine again. Oh, yeah. number nine. He's just having a nice retirement with, with King Sebastian and Elise and uh, Lucas. They're all <laughs> yeah. in that coastal town having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Elise is in for a big shock when she gets back to the, the castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, uh, we had a, a life-changing adventure. Your grandfather is alive. Surprise. 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 <laughs> Uh, also, yes, were they, they even there? Were they there for the coronation in the in the they, episode eleven? Were they? Yeah, there? they they were very like very briefly. There was right, like okay, yeah, just a, like a quick shot of Uberta. It was like a they weird were like thing. in the crowd and didn't have any lines. Well, they they did have a few lines early on, but yeah, otherwise at the actual coronation they were just in the crowd. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was it was just the final movie that they did not show up whatsoever. <laughs> they just didn't show up at all. Yeah, I I mean I guess in the tenth movie they didn't show up either, from what I said. But somebody at least acknowledged that they weren't there. Yeah, they there was a reason for them not to be there, rather than just don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh yeah. thank you again, Mel. For, for yeah. writing in. That's really that's really cool to hear other people's sort of ideas for for what could have been. Yeah. And that's that's again, that's the magic of the Swan Princess movies, is that there's so many different ideas that they set up that they didn't use to their full potential. <laughs> so you could so, make so many so, so many, many things to mine for, for interesting cats. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Excellent. Well, I also had uh, a thing that we needed to circle back to last time. Um, mm -hmm. It was a Tumblr message from uh, Jay Wong Makes, which I believe I, we've heard from, from them before. But they had uh, uh, two questions for us. So the first one was, of all the straight-to-video sequel, prequel, or midquels to Disney animated films, which one is your personal favorite, or at least the one you find most tolerable? Hmm... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I cheat and say Rescuers Down Under? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's not... I, that's oh. sort of a sequel, but I... No, it's it a, is, of it's all the straight-to-video. Did, oh, did Rescuers okay, Down it. Under get a theatrical release? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, you can't cheat. Straight-to-video only. It's oh, a good gotta... question. Because, like... I've, I feel like I remember the ones most fondly were the ones that I saw as a kid. Yeah. So, like, uh, The Lion King 2, I know I really enjoyed. Okay. Um, and I, 
we weren't for some reason we never really had return of jafar but we <laughs> did have aladdin and the king of thieves and while i yeah. haven't watched it again in recent years i remember enjoying that one as well see and my problem is that as a kid i would have i i would have said the return of jafar was my oh, favorite okay because I remember liking that one a lot, but I mm-hmm. watched it a few years ago, oh, no. and, uh-huh. and it, yeah, it does it does not hold up. Doesn't quite doesn't quite hold up. Oh, no, no, no. So I'm I'm struggling to answer this one. Um, I I will say there's parts of oh fuck what was it? It was the Peter Pan. I think it returned to Neverland. I think oh, was okay. the subtitle. I don't think I ever saw that one. That one, I really liked the premise. Um, mm-hmm. And and I, I will say, it doesn't... I don't think the movie quite lives up to the premise. But well. the premise of it is that... Um, so, Wendy has a daughter named Jane. And oh, it is during the Blitz. And oh, so, God. Yeah, so it is like, that's already like, holy shit, where is this movie going? So you see the opening of the movie is is Jane in the Blitz, and she's like trying to get supplies for her family. And she is this, this oh like fucking God. nine-year-old kid. And the, the premise of the movie, or at least like part of it, is this idea, like, so Jane ends up getting taken to Neverland because I think it's like Captain Hook tries to kidnap Wendy and doesn't realize that Wendy is now an adult. Oh, so, okay. So he kidnaps Jane instead, and so Jane is in Neverland, but because Jane, because she's had to live through this horrible experience of the war, she she isn't able to fly, because you need to, like, have the, like, I think, like... Like, happy thoughts? Yeah, happy thoughts, or, like... Jesus Christ! Yeah, so it's, like, such an interesting fucking premise to to a movie and and it's so like just this idea that this poor child who has had to face this again this horrible the realities of this war incredible and, trauma yeah yeah and and her dad is a soldier in and fighting oh my her god and that's just it's just so yeah i just i i just think that's like such an interesting like i wish that I, I wish that somebody else took that premise because because <laughs> yeah. it's a Disney direct to DVD sequel, they don't go as far with it. Like once you get to Neverland, it's just like the typical like kind of like goofy times with Peter Pan and the Lost mm-hmm. Boys. And it's not like this examination of this fucking this poor child and the trauma she's had to face and how she's had to grow up so fast because yeah. she she needs to she wants to be there for her family while her dad is at war. Oh my god! Yeah, eh? that's so. That's a fascinating premise that I am. Yeah, that yeah, that I am confident does not get probably what it, the 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 yeah the gravitas the uh the doesn't get what it deserves in the Disney direct to video sequel. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just yeah, <laughs> it's. Yeah, so it's just it's it's an amazing premise, and it definitely I, I never hear anyone talk about this movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah. Somebody else, please take that, make it into a better movie for me. Yeah, I would love that that would be really cool. But like, in terms of like a movie, 
a direct-to-DVD sequel that I actually really, really like. It's just, I don't think I have... I don't think there's really? one that I love wholeheartedly. Yeah, not that I can Cinderella think of. 3. Oh, shit, Cinderella 3. Fuck, Cinderella yeah. 3. Yeah, okay, yeah. That one, I mean, obvious choice, but good as hell. I forgot. I'm glad you brought... I completely forgot about that one for a second. We we have an entire episode on Cinderella yeah. 3 if you want to hear our we, thoughts on it. but We have talked at length about that one and about how good it is. Yeah, so that, yeah, that one, yes, thank you for catching that. That one for sure is out of all the ones, like the movies as they exist, as they are, that one was the best. And Peter Pan yeah. Return to Lemberland is the one that has the most interesting potential. Yeah, has the greatest potential. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and the other question that they have is, um, so... So they, they've been doing this thing. They say, that I thought of an idea of fairy tale themed story where I take one media that has absolutely no relation with fairy tales or princesses and rewrite it as a fairy tale fantasy story with princess slash Disney princess theme, like that th sort of theme story. Mm -hmm. uh, I amused myself by pitching an idea of urban fantasy take on Katsuhiro Otomo's Akira. <laughs> With, okay. But Tetsuo is a girl and a Disney princess, and then tried to flesh that out <laughs> further. Which I haven't. Akira is one of those films where I've never actually seen it. I've seen oh. bits of it, but I've never actually sat down and watched the whole film. But like, even that premise is good. But uh, yeah. the question, <laughs> the question is, what story or media that has absolutely no fantasy, fairy tale, or princess elements would you like to convert into a fairy tale like fantasy with princesses? Oh shit! Yeah, that's hard. that. See, this is that's really a hard. Tough one. I know. I probably should have sent this to the to you like <laughs> so before we recorded, so we could think about it. We might have to come back to this one again. Yeah. <laughs> Just and after having a good think. Part of the problem is that most of the movies I watch are fantasy related. So there's <laughs> there's yeah. already like a built in like princess vibe to them, even if it doesn't have an actual princess in it. Yeah, it's already like princess adjacent. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a hard question. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. That's a thinker. Yeah. Oh man. I don't, I don't know if I have an answer off the top of my head. Do you? That's the thing. I've been trying to think of one. I'm like... <laughs> I'm sure there are some. Yeah. But I might have to come back to this again. So, <laughs> with apologies to Jay Wong Makes, this is, this is a stumper. Yeah, you, you know what? If any of our listeners, if you're listening in on oh, this yeah. and you have an idea, please feel free to write in at badprincessmovies at gmail.com and we'll we'll share it on the next episode we do. Yeah, because like we're we're going to think about this more and then yeah. we'll, we'll share at the end of, of the next episode what we think. And if anyone else has any ideas of like thing completely not princess related stories that they would want to make like a princess yeah or could reimagine somehow as princess theme because this is a good this is a good little thought experiment this is a good yeah. fun little, little question to think about i'm gonna have to like go and sit in front of my dvd shelves and just like <laughs> just scan through yeah the phantom of the opera is oh. kind of that but that yeah. would be that would be a good one i think 
Yeah, fan of, fan of the <laughs> fan of the opera already almost feel like it has like it's weird... got the vibes, but it's not quite there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that'd be a good one. Mm. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Excellent questions. Thank you so much for for writing in, and, and sorry we're we're circling back around again on the second one, but yeah, we want to yeah, no. have some time chew it over, yeah. mull it, yeah, mull exactly. it over in our brains. Yeah, and again, if anybody has uh, a response, feel free to email us at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. Send us a Tumblr message or a tweet. Because I'm going to call it a tweet still. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm not fucking saying X. Fuck that. Send me an X message. Yeah. No, No, it's gross. Send me a tweet. Yeah, fucking tweet. You could tweet us. Add bad princess MOV, and we're also going to be posting clips. Not from this episode, because I don't know how to screen record. Um, <laughs> I only just I only just figured out how to record audio from my directly from my computer. So there's maybe maybe in like another five years I'll figure <laughs> out how to screen record. Uh, but yeah, you'd feel oh. free to check out clips from other movies we've profiled on our Twitter. And then we also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which you could find at badprincessmovies.com. The blog. The blog. (laughs) Yes, my blog. Christy's blog. I have multiple blogs, but that's the blog (laughs) that's most relevant (laughs) here. Yeah, Um, I I fucking, I miss, I miss blogging, but it's also, it's a very dead medium. Amber. 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 The fuck you doing blogging? Uh, oh. Well, but, thanks for listening, everyone. I guess. Thanks. Well, we may or may not see you before the <laughs> before the end of yeah. the year. We'll see. Yeah, I have to figure that out. See if I could survive another uh, Christmas movie spiral. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. If anything, we'll maybe we end up. up maybe we end up doing uh, the retrospective episode next, and then. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. We do one of those. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. But one way or another, we'll see you guys in the future. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. B- bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>